Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. It's been a few days since I did an episode on here. Um, One reason for that is, uh, one, I've been just busier than normal, but two, I finally had my uh, root canal uh, this past Thursday, and it was kind of painful for a few days, and it sort of wore me out, and I... I slept a little bit more than normal. My schedule has been a little bit different. Um, I've been working a little bit more um, at both of my jobs, actually. And I recently uh, was working on an article that I wrote for a magazine publication related to the event that we had um, at my history job. So I, I wrote an article about a grand opening of sort of like a little museum that we set up. Um, at the, one of the courthouses here in Illinois. Um, but the, uh, the other thing at my, uh, my other job, I'm, I do historic preservation and massage therapy, but my, um, my massage job, they've just been asking me to fill in more than lately. I don't know if people have been getting sick. Um, actually I, one of them did get sick, um, with the, the, you know, what virus, um, but anyway, uh, I've just been a little bit busier, and like I said, I had my root canal, and I was tired, and I'm starting to feel better. It's a little weird because I it threw me off my my workout schedule, my walking schedule, um, just because I was kind of tired, and um, it's still a little bit painful, um, more painful than the other root canal I had ten years ago. Um, but anyway, to get to my topic. Um, I just wanted to explain why I hadn't done an episode for a little bit. But my topic is something that I think a lot of you will relate to. Um, and it's it's what I call the back and forth of living with somebody who's emotionally abusive. Um, and so an example of this would be one day they're perfectly nice and fine and functional and you just think everything's good. And the next day, they could be a completely, almost different person. It's almost like maybe they have a personality disorder. You know, maybe that's what it is. Um, But the reason I bring this up is Friday night, I went to a a watercolor society opening of watercolor paintings that people in a a local society group, I'm not in that group, but um, people in a local group did. And it was in an art gallery at a a historic home in the city I live in. And the reason I went is because the poetry group that I'm a member of, um, it's a poets and writers group. Um, Some of you know, I've I've written things in the past. I I wrote a play, for example. Um, But I've written poetry for a few years now, and we were asked to do a... Um, to do to write poems for two paintings. So there are probably like, I don't know, 50 paintings at this gallery I went to Friday night. And I haven't gone to the poetry group lately. Um, one, sometimes it gets a little political and I'm so sick of politics. I'm just tired of all that. Um, but, you know, some people are into politics, so they read poems about polit- politics and politicians. I just would rather hear poems about nature poems about animals, poems about sounds and smells and adjectives, you know, descriptive poems of 
things that are wonderful food, the smells of food, you know, just anything, um, poems about your feelings, like whatever. Um, but some of the politics and then there was just something, something else that kind of happened. I don't know if I'll share it on here, but I I basically stepped away from the poetry group for about six months or so. But when I went Friday night, um, to this gallery, I decided we were asked to write, um, poems, pick out two paintings and write poems for them. And then it's actually going to be published, um, in a little like pamphlet with the artist's work and who the artist was, and then the, the poems and who the poet is. Um, and it'll be published and put in a little pamphlet, like I said. Um, and then we're actually going to read them at the art gallery on November 1st, um, that evening when the gallery, when that exhibit closes, so the exhibit's up for like a month, whatever. Um, but anyway, whenever I was doing this, it reminded me of my poems that I'd written before. And a lot of them were about emotional abuse. But what I did was I turned the people who are the abusers and the people suffering under them. I turned them into characters. So like a fish or a bunny rabbit or, um, a muse and his student or, rotting fruit trees to be an example of children who are being neglected. I turned everything into a character. Um, So, you know, like one of them was um, a fish and a fisherman and the fisherman's a narcissist and he goes fishing to get his prey, which is the fish. And he pulls the fish out and the fish can't see and the fish can't breathe, but the fish gets off the hook and it goes back in the water and it says, I couldn't breathe and I couldn't see. And they said, a narcissist caught you. Um, and that's what narcissists do. They, they suck your life energy out of you basically. So the fish starts to hang out with the catfish and swims lower in the water to stay away from the hook. So little stories like that, that that was a poem I wrote. Um, but whenever you turn things into poetry, um, it's extremely therapeutic, especially if you can find a solution to your problem within by writing it into a poem. I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but for my point, um, the back and forth of living with somebody who's emotionally abusive. So I turned that into some of my poems that I did. Um, I, but I want to point out three specific things here for you, the listener, um, three things that if this is happening to you right now, three ways that helped me dramatically cope with this, with the, the own people in my life who, you know, I've talked before and said, you know, I still surround myself with them. That's a personal choice, but I keep boundaries and I keep a distance. Um, but it was actually harder for me to completely push them out, which I did for two years. That was actually more stressful for me for a lot of reasons than to keep them in my sphere at a distance. Cause I can only handle so much of them. Um, but three ways to look at people like this. So if someone is emotionally abusing you, there's all this back and forth. They're nice one minute. They're crazy. The next they're, you know, they're complimenting you and then they're putting you down and being condescending and belittling. Um, three ways to look at them to know that you're not crazy and to know it is them. Um, one of that, one of the ways you can look at it is say to yourself, this is not your problem. There's something wrong with them. 
that's one way to look at it. And sometimes you just need to hear somebody else say that to you, like I'm doing right now in this podcast. Um, and a second way to look at them. Um, I now look at these people who do this in my life. I actually feel sorry for them because they're not well. They, they're not, they're not well. Um, I always go back to this episode of, there was an episode on the show, the hoarders or hoarders, it's called hoarders, about people who hoard things in their home. And if you ever grew up with a hoarder, um, you know what that's like. And it's so draining because there's something really wrong with them. It's almost like, um, an addict, you know, they're like an addict. They can't stop. Um, an addict who that's, that's their fix is to hoard things. Um, and, and I grew up somewhat around people like that. I, I don't know if I, they're not to the extreme that that show is, but I know what that's like. Um, cause you, you can't get them to get rid of anything. It's, it's awful. And a lot of times they live in like these really beautiful homes, not always, but sometimes they do. And it's just filled with junk, just stuff they don't, they, they won't get rid of. They refuse to get rid of, um, you know, it's, it's wild. Um, and I think the, the key thing on the, so my third point on how to handle people like this or view people like this, that can help you feel better and be less stressed out is no, and this is a very specific word here. Um, and someone said this to me about the people in my life who were doing this to me. They said, Ben, talking to me, they said, Ben, you have to know that they're sick, right? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, they're sick. There's something wrong with them. They're not emotionally stable. There's, there's a mental sickness there. Um, almost like if you had a situation where somebody is, uh, you know, they're hurting themselves, like they're, you know, pulling their hair out or they're, I don't know if pulling their hair out is a good comparison. I sh maybe I shouldn't have said that, but like, like someone who is doing something that's self-destructive to themselves, or they're saying something because there's something, there's something off. There's something, you know, wrong, but that word sick. Um, and it was very interesting because when the whole event happened that I talk about on here in 2017, um, there was an event that happened that woke me up to where I was like, holy crap, this is way worse than I ever knew. Basically the way I grew up, I never knew it was that bad until I saw how people responded to a very specific situation. And I thought, whoa, this is really bad. And now, and that's when I got diagnosed with complex PTSD. I was like, okay, I didn't know it was like this. You know, even though you're living amongst it, sometimes you don't know how bad it really is. And that's like when I wrote my play, I actually wrote my play about that event. Um, and on the back of the, the uh, program for my play, um, there's a boiling pot of water. And there's three little frogs sitting in it, or four frogs, whatever it was, or toads. It might have been a toad, not a frog. Um, and it was the fable of the boiling toad, or the fable of the boiling frog, whatever, um, however I titled it. And there's an image of, you know, this boiling pot and these toads. And basically, 
what happens in my play is the character of Alex, who's me. Um, I just that's what I called myself in the play. Alex is one of these frogs in this boiling pot, and one day he wakes up and realizes, "Holy crap, we're boiling!" And he manages to jump out of the pot. So that's what happens in the play. The play is not about toads and frogs, by the way. It's just a you know a little a fable. I just put it on the back to get people's get the point of the play to the audience before the play happened. Like this is what this play is about, right? Because um, we actually we produced it and everything. We did a stage performance of it in 2019. Um, but that's what it is. When you're in that situation, you don't know that these people are necessarily sick. You just know that they're abusive and you're angry at them and you're mad at them and you're stressed out and you're freaking out. And you might not realize how stressed you even really are until like me, you ha- you wake up and you're paralyzed one day because I, ha- I woke up with Bell's palsy from the stress. That's what the Bell's palsy was from. It's It was from the stress of two specific events because I've had it twice and thankfully it went away both times um and always take your B vitamins so you don't have what I had because B vitamins help your nerves anyway um but that word sick is just very important and um it's very important to hear people say that so I had two people who did not even know one another one was a very close friend and one was a distant relative. And when this event happened in 2017, they both said the same exact thing, which I couldn't, it blew me away when they said it. They both said, Oh, they're sick. They're sick, Ben. And when I told them both, I said, that's what my relative said. I was like, I can't believe you use that same word. And they were like, yeah, Ben, it's obvious. And I'm like, well, I didn't know it was obvious. Like, you know, this is how I grew up. You know, when you're growing up that way, you're like blind to it um, because you think it's normal, right? Um, and you basically have to learn as an adult, like, no, this is not normal. Because I've even noticed in my friendships and some of my relationships when I have dated people, um, and I hate admitting this, but it's true. Um, I tend to... Uh, make things about me and I hate that I I see it now when I do it I mean even in this podcast I've talked about a gazillion things about myself right but I'm I'm trying to relate things to you Um, but some people will occasionally just point it out like I have a, a friend and we were just talking one day and I don't even remember what we were talking about and he goes it's all about you huh Ben and he was he was being playful when he said it and I was like yep it sure is Um, but you know, I, we were just kind of joking. Um, and again, I don't even know what we were talking about. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think that that comes from that because when you're growing up with a narcissist, what does a narcissist do? Um, they're all about themselves, right? They're completely self-centered. So I think it's like learned, like I just learned it. Like, you know, this is, this is how you operate as an adult, Um, you just get everything for yourself. Like just, you know, it's your life, make it about you. Like that sounds horrible, but that's kind of the role model I grew up with. (laughs) They, uh, they were like out for themselves and they still are, by the way. Um, it was just a me, 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 me all the time. So if you grow up with that, of course, you're probably going to pick up some of those traits, right? Um, 
and it's you know it's it's just kind of a weird thing to try to break the, that spell because um, in a lot of ways I think it is a spell it's like someone put a, a cast a spell on you and you're you start to function the way they do because if they're your primary role model like why wouldn't you pick up some of those traits it sort of makes perfect sense um, especially and I think especially if you're angry at the people who abused you growing up and then you just start to be like well I'm just gonna do whatever I can to make my life better get out of my way and you start being a you know kind of aggressive with people you know you start getting like road rage or it's just like you know just get out of my way and I'm not gonna put up with any more misery anymore um, and then you just, you know, that's not good for anybody is what I'm getting at. So don't let that, that person you're so angry at make you angry in your personal life to where you just want to be me, 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 because you're tired of the suffering. Cause it, you start to turn into them if you operate that way, because that's how they are, right? They're me, 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 me. That's why they're abusive and everything. So you don't want to go down the path where you turn into them. Um, cause actually again, um, in, in my play, um, I'm talking about myself again here. Um, but in my play, that's what happened to one of the people. Um, so the play is about two adult siblings and one of them is always, it's, and it's not Alex. Alex is the one that got out of the boiling pot, but the other sibling, um, is always trying to not be like the parent because she's so annoyed with that parent putting up with abuse and being in denial and she's just sick of it. And so she's just, she becomes bullheaded and she's just like, I'm never going to be like that person. And then eventually her relationships just keep stop working out over and over and over. They never work out and she gives up and she settles and she settles for a guy who's just telling her everything she wants to hear and giving her so much attention and, Oh, he gives me so much attention, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually, right after they get married, she finds out he's a complete jerk because he's been lying to her because he's a narcissist, but she stays with him. Um, she turns into the parent, right? It's, you know, it's, you don't want that to happen, basically, um, is what I'm getting at. And by the way, I am telling you way too much about my play. I need to get the copyright on that thing. Um, Anyway, uh, I'm starting to ramble. I've been rambling for quite a while. But the three points is what I really wanted to get across in this episode tonight. Um, and that word sick. So just remind yourself, you know, it's not you. You're not the problem. There is something wrong with them. And they're mentally not well. They're sick if they're operating, you know, not just treating you like that. They're probably treating tons of people like that. Um and that's most of what I wanted to share. So, you know, just don't let somebody like that drag you down to where you possibly turn into them or you're just you're just depressed and miserable all the time. Um, and for me, I just have to keep my boundaries and keep them at a distance because I did cut them out for a couple of years and it actually it just stressed me out more um, because anytime you run into people that they know and then you're like, oh, I don't talk to them anymore. It's like a, a catch 22 because if, because then that person that they know is going to say, well, why don't you talk to him anymore? And if they don't know that the person is abusive, 
and you say that it's just your word against theirs and it's like now this person who knows them is going to start acting different around them and they're going to wonder where this comes from and you know how are you going to prove it right so for me that's what it always was it's like now well, well how am i supposed to prove this are, are they going to come over here and cuss me out or like it just became too much to where i was more stressed not talking to them than just keeping them at bay like keeping them at a distance and having minimal contact and you know just being lotty da like you know just go about your day and realize there's something wrong with them um you know just try to be happy so that's me um but again just don't let that stuff uh, get you down and maybe write a poem about it and find a solution to it so that's what worked for me so maybe it'll work for you too this is the complex ptsd guy signing off